Hello there. Welcome to Poldark Fancast, hosted by your favorite book nerds. I am Michelle. I live in the States. You can ta- bleh, you can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita. I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome to this special quarantine mini-sode. Yes, we know we were halfway through the book club, but given the scale of the pandemic, you know, you guys were not really into being given homework with, like, reading assignments and questions and everything. And we totally get it. It's there. Uh, so we're trying out something a bit new, and instead we're going to be binging, uh, bringing you a new episode every week about a period drama we've just watched. This week we will be discussing the 2020 film adaptation of Emma. Warning, there will be spoilers, but considering the book is over 200 years old, you've had plenty of time to prepare. Yeah. Uh, Before we begin, this is a little segment I like to call Wikipedia Corner, where, you guessed it, we read out some Wikipedia facts about this movie. Nice. So, okay. Emma, 2020. It was released in the UK on Valentine's Day, which is when Rita saw it, back in the good old days when you could still go to the cinema. Remember that? I do, and I can't tell you how much I miss um, uh, movie popcorn. And the smell of it as you walk in. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, There's a theater here in uh, Seattle uh, that serves this is going to sound weird but they serve chocolate popcorn oh no that sounds where good. yeah they take um dark chocolate um powder and they toss it with the popcorn when it comes fresh out of the oil and and this is a theater that actually uses real butter instead of the butter flavor whatever it is that you get at most theaters Oh, Jesus, it's okay, so good. Right now we're all hungry. Oh, par- excuse me, Lord. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's 5.30 here, so I'm about ready to chew off my arm. But anyway, let's get back to Wikipedia facts. Um, it was released in the States on February 21st, shortly before shit hit the fan. And then on March 20th, it got an early release on streaming platforms due to all the cinema closures. Uh, it is still 19.99 here in the States to rent it. So <laughs> I paid 16.99 um, 19, what what 99 to rent it and I yeah. was like, "Bitch, this is like full price to buy." <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Exactly. Exactly. Um so anyhow, the film is the feature film debut of director Autumn DeWild who was previously a photographer. She is photograph she is photographed. <laughs> Should be a word. She ugh, she has photographed CD covers for She and Him, The White Stripes, Elliot Smith Beck. Oh, Elliot Smith. And, that was a comma and then Beck. Oh, comma. Thank you. Elliot Smith, comma, Beck, and Fiona Apple, to name but a few. And has now, at the age of 49, released her first ever movie. See, guys, any age. Yep. Uh, the screenplay was written by Eleanor Catton, who is 
a first-time screenwriter. Previous to this, she was writing novels, and her 2013 novel, Luminaries, made her the youngest ever recipient of the Man Booker Prize. And I think the Luminaries is being made into a TV show starring that lady from the James Bond movies, French actress, what is her name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. The sexy French lady, you know. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And I think she wrote the screenplay for that as well, so she's out there being a screenwriter. You go, yes. girl. People, we mm-hmm. have a female director and a screenwriter here. This is a tiny little miracle. They got money and everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, and, they, and they got a lot of money. Because we'll get into this, but that film is probably one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. But we'll get more into we're that still, later. We're still in Wikipedia corner. And <laughs> final, yeah. final yeah. Wikipedia fact. Anya Taylor-Joy stars as Emma. Anya is 23, but has already had a successful career as a model, not surprising, mm-hmm. before transitioning to acting. Her previous her previous roles included a stint in Peaky Blinders, Radioactive, that movie about Marie Curie that <gasps> I want to watch but is not available anywhere. Yeah. And in uh-huh. 2017, she won the Cannes Film Festival's Trophy Chopard, which is like a breakout new star type thing it's uh, been awarded to everybody who's ever gone on to be famous so yay you get it girl dang Ooh, i need to i need to to look for her because as we'll get into she she was was great great. she was great (laughs) okay so let's talk about it what did you think about the movie great great i was absolutely blown away because Here's the thing, you know, the thing about Jane Austen is, you know, she was the pioneer of the romantic comedy, basically. And so, you know, her novels have been adapted a billion times. Um, Yes. And, um, you know, if you ever see a rom-com, the story flow is basically what we have in uh, movies or in the books like um, Emma, like Pride and Prejudice, um, etc. So I've seen, I think I've seen every modern film adaptation of Emma. Okay, let's go through them. There is, well, okay. Um, well, there's Clueless. We're there's only going to do the 90s onward because I think like, Basically, the 90s revival of Jane Austen is all that we should really acknowledge. Because everything yes. previous to that was really terrible and not based on the books. So there was Clueless. Then there was, in 1996, we had Goop Emma. Yeah. Uh, and also Kate yes. Beckinsale Emma in the same year. One yes. of them was feature mm-hmm. film. The other one was a BBC TV movie. Yeah. Then in 2009, we had uh, Johnny Lee Miller as Knightley. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Oh. And then... Oh, sweet lord. Oh. I guess, other than Clueless, <laughs> I guess... Then it was this one. I felt like there was more, but th- that's actually quite a lot in a short yeah, time. I, 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 yeah, I think that there may be another one, but I, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so I've seen all of them. I've loved some of them. I've liked the rest. Um, I... When this movie was basically, like, announced and the trailer came out, I was like, 
do we need another Emma? Do we need it? Exactly. Exactly. That and that was my feeling as well. It it was, oh my God, how we've already seen a half a billion adaptations of this. Do we need another one? And I would argue that actually Emma is one of the easier novels to adapt. Like you don't see a load mm-hmm. of people trying to make persuasion or Northanger Abbey. No. Oh my god, don't even start with Manfield Park. Like ugh, you no. can't make that work. No. Um, but Emma, everybody Mm-mm. has thrown their hat into the ring. It's easy. It's mm-hmm. very easy. Exactly. Exactly. So did we really need this? Hell to the yeah, we needed this. Oh my lord. This was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was worth every single penny of the 1999 that <laughs> I coughed up for uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video to watch this. It was so beautiful. I found myself having to pause every now and then just to take in some of the scale and grandeur of the shots and you can you can tell that the director was you know is a photographer because of the bloody attention to detail the framing you know that she was all up in the dp's business when it came to how she wanted things shot so uh, kudos to that dp um, whoever they are, uh, because that had to have been challenging. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, the acting was fantastic. The dude that played Nightly. Ah, oh, Johnny Flynn. <laughs> oh. Can we talk about the butt shot yet? Because that was, uh, oh yeah. my God. I was not expecting that. Was like, that. Oh. When I was in the cinema, I did yes. a full-on gasp. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, oh, oh, well, okay. Hmm, we're, we're, all right. You know, and you think about it, it's like, well, okay, yeah, if he's getting undressed to change his clothes, we gonna see butt. Yay! Let's sexualize <laughs> men in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! But it—he was—he was absolutely fantastic. And of course, you know the scene where, you know, he finally spits out his feelings for her. Uh, yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was full on silent tears Aww. strolling down the cheek action. It was like. Ooh. I mean, same, but then it's all slightly undercut by her nosebleed. Then you start doing that giggle like, ah, I'm stupid. Yes, yes, which was perfect. That was, it was perfect. <laughs> you know, it was like, he's all like, oh, 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 oh uh, Emma, Emma. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. That You know, there were a lot of actors um, who... I didn't know by name. Um, Familiar with their faces, who though. Were fan- yeah. And then there were those that, of course, are, you know, I saw them on screen and I was like, oh, yay! <laughs> like uh, Bill, Bill Knight. Knight. And uh, oh, when Miranda Hart came on, I Miranda was like, Hart. Ah! 
Oh my god. I yeah. love that Miss Bates is essentially just like an older version of herself. <laughs> I was like Yes. Yeah, it was like, okay, perfect casting and she was so good, you know, in the scene where Emma um embarrasses her at oh, the Oh, I I let out a little weep oh. when you know the scene afterwards where oh. Emma comes to apologize and Miss Bates can't say enough yes. nice things about her. I was just like oh. Yes. Yes. Love you, Miss yes. Bates. I mean Oh, it was it it was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, we needed a new one. Yeah, I can't believe how wrong we, I we was. Needed, we needed um, this one. Yeah, we needed this one. I think what I appreciate most about this adaptation is the tone of it was so much like quicker and wittier than other adaptations. I've over mm-hmm. the past few days, I've been rewatching some of the my favorite moments from the other adaptations and i've just noticed how much mm-hmm. more like slow and romantic and like sweet it all is like especially the goop version mm-hmm. oh my god the goop version they made emma way too like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's like this sweet blonde princess and you're supposed to be like slightly appalled at emma i loved how yes. the film starts with her being a kind of an annoying little bitch going out into her <laughs> into her little um <laughs> greenhouse in the middle of the night waking all those servants yes. up and like making like the servants yawning as he's carrying this lantern for her mm-hmm. and you just feel mm-hmm. for all of these poor little peasants that are doing her her bidding um yes you know and and the way she's like you know walking around and pointing at flowers and and when the maid goes to clip it you know the one that she pointed she's at she's like no, not that one. The one that she pointed at. It's like, no, 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 no not that one. The, you know, the, the one, you know, the one next. It's like, bitch, please. <laughs> She's the worst. It's like, it's like, get your damn clippers out and do it yourself. But it, so instantaneously in that first sequence, you see who this character is. And I think that that character is so much closer to book Emma than any other version has ever yeah. got to. I think this is probably the most close to the novels, which is weird because um, mm-hmm. I've seen some reviews that think that it's too dissimilar, and I'm like, yeah, this is the closest. <laughs> like, really? Did you read the same version I did, or did you get a Reader's Digest well, they've just They've version, just seen because... the goop Emma, and they think that's what it is. Yeah, no, no. That no. ain't it, son. No, no. Oh, so yeah, this was this was just lovely. Um, you know, I think, and you know, one of the things you know, we've got a question here on how did it compare to the previous adaptations? Um, I, we've woven some of our thoughts around um, that question. Um, is there anything else that you noticed with regards to the comparison with other adaptations we haven't touched on yet? Um, one thing that really struck me was the costuming. Um, it was mm-hmm. so much better. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know how I always go on, I don't like uh, Regency outfits. Yeah, I was about to say, that's high praise coming from you. I know, because um, every time you watch another one, it's, they're all so ill-fitting and just like frumpy as fuck and everything's 
like <coughs> bagging and you just like it doesn't look like it was tailored for their bodies at all like they've just the mm-hmm. costumers just like trying to make turn these out as cheap as possible and with this one mm-hmm. it looked like everything was made for each individual character um yeah. and i also think it was really obvious like the different social classes are very distinct especially mm-hmm. when harriet and emma are standing next to each other you can see it just in their costuming yes. if you go back and you watch yes. like the 2009 version in emma they're practically in the same clothes and that bothers the shit mm-hmm. out of me because <laughs> i'm like yeah. no harriet is supposed to be poor um also just generally um i think this is obviously still set in the Regency period because we're like still seeing the Empire waistline, but um, you've got mm-hmm. brighter colours and uh, the hairstyles are actually a little bit later Regency. There are like sort of eighteen twenties mm-hmm. rather than yeah, with all of the little curly tendrils and 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 that sort yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. and all the all yeah. the weird little like sort of like nineteen twenties like curly wave things that they've got going on oh god Mm -hmm. harriet harriet sort that hair out Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's a little bit later (laughs) in the regency period sort of 1920s and and i think i i prefer no 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 1820s 1820s yes i was gonna say girl what you talking about no it's flipper time (laughs) (laughs) if everybody came out with stylish little bobs that would be cute um (laughs) yeah and like nobody looked like they were trying to hide a pregnancy which i always appreciate exactly Uh, exactly they didn't even though they had the umpire waist they were they were fitted they were fitted and the skirt flowing down from that waistline was so straight neatly nipped and straight as opposed to being poofy which is what i think when you hear on pure waist that's kind of what you think of um but oh i thought it was fantastic i thought it was fantastic and the um watching um the dressing of the male character it, it, it was nightly yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At the you know, after he'd stripped off his his pants and we were completely distracted by <laughs> the butt shot. I was um, like, why is he dressing in the middle of his drawing room instead of in his chamber? <laughs> um, you know, so when we see the the redressing of him, um, and that collar <laughs> the collar on his shirt, it's like, oh my god, how did they not wind up getting their necks sliced open by these heavily starched collars. And you see the the brilliant cutouts that they would have for the ear and the, the jaw and, and all of that. And, I mean, it, it was just, it was exquisite. The costuming was exquisite. Oh, and just like all of the, the sets were just unreal. Mm. Um, yeah. I really loved that pink dining room wallpaper. Every time mm-hmm. they were in the dining room, I was like trying to pay attention to what they were saying, but I was like, oh, where can I find it? <laughs> oh, man. All of, I it loved was... all of the different colors as well. It was so bright and vivid instead mm-hmm. of like the boring, like brown and and like you know over the last mm-hmm. few years there's been a real trend for like natural period dramas and i think and um, this film was really good at showing the contrast between the real 
authentic life of like the farmer and Mr. Martin and then mm-hmm. versus the extremely pumped up artifice of like Emma's life, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> oh man. So uh, one of our next questions is, did you think it did a good job at adapting the novel? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, hell, hell yeah. Oh yeah. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. I, 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 we are not being sponsored or paid <laughs> to say these things. I just really liked it. Uh, Honestly, it oh so good. I love how much of the dialogue it incorporated incorporated mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. the movie because often people adapt things and they try and change the words and there's really no need to. It felt sort of like no. an abridged version of the book at times because people. Mm-hmm. She's just spouting out all these long speeches. It's great. I love it. Give me mm-hmm. more. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fantastic adaptation. And you know, girl, keep keep on doing that because you clearly have a gift. Um, for a first for... screenplay, I mean, fuck. I know, I know, right? It was so good, so good. Um, I still have access to it for I think another. A uh, little over twenty-four hours. You better know I'm watching, watching it, again. it again. I was I'm um, watching it again. Last like few minutes while I was waiting for you, I rewatched the wedding scene again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I was it that sweet? So good. It's so good. Oh, so and he reaches up and he just kind of dries away His a little, little tear. tear. And... And then they're standing there, and he like reaches for her hand, and it's just <laughs> so good, so good, so good, so good. Oh, so obviously one of our favorite moments <laughs> is the wedding um, at the end. Um, I loved um, the picnic scene, which is it's it's probably one of the m- most painful scenes to watch. Just because of of how horrible. Uh, I want it renamed to Carnage on Box Hill. Just death everywhere, pain and agony. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the picnic scene was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And the dressing down that Knightley gives Emma after her behavior um, was terrific. It would it. It featured probably more crushing disappointment in a person <laughs> than some of the other adaptations. Some of the other adaptations, Knightley just sounds angry AF. Sometimes it's um, just like he's just saying words. That's what I noticed with the when I rewatched. I used to really, really enjoy the Goop Emma, but now when I rewatched uh-huh. it, I'm like, they don't even know what they're saying. They're just saying anything they're just reciting they're saying their stuff. lines yeah they're saying their lines and i mean in this version i it was his disappointment in her um could be felt <laughs> across the uh, across the years and the oceans and and everything i mean it was really brilliantly done and the realization that emma has of it, precisely what she's done is was was really well portrayed as well. So uh, that's one of my favorite moments. It's it's one of my favorite moments in all of the adaptations, but they just 
freaking blew it out of the park on this one. After, you know, she makes that comment, you know, it's like a wave. Yeah, yeah, it's like a wave that just crashes over everybody in the party. Yeah, you know you fucked up when Mrs. Elton is judging you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so good. I think um, I've got to shout out all of the musical moments because I think uh, Mm -hmm. all the singing was just gorgeous. And one of my favorite Mm -hmm. moments is when uh, during Emma's performance, when she does her dramatic sigh at the end and then Jane Fairfax's (laughs) face, she does a little like stunned sort of, oh, fuck, (laughs) this is the type of girl she is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jane Fairfax, team Jane Fairfax forever. She she was great. <laughs> oh, but the fact that she's winding up with that asshole Frank Churchill. <sighs> I know. See, Ugh, it's like, girl, you 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 can do a hell of a lot better than this fool. I mean, that's basically what Knightley Ooh. says, and Knightley is right about everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so was there anything you didn't enjoy? I have an actual answer we gotta, for this. We've got to we've got to like <laughs> cough. We've got to cough at least one thing. I've up. been thinking. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that I can say is that some of the side characters weren't developed as well as some other versions of the uh, of Emma I've seen and that's only natural cuz it's it's a movie um but in like the t- 20 no 2009 I'm going to say it 2009 cuz if I t- say 2009 that would be weird uh in the 2009 <laughs> version I think both Frank and Jane were a lot more fleshed out there's a whole yeah. bit about you know them all being orphaned at the same time and and it's like tragic and you really root for the Jane and her life and I love Jane so I'm just sort of like yeah, you could have fleshed Jane out a little bit more and definitely yeah. um, oh but you know what I, I know we're saying, saying stuff we didn't enjoy but I did like the fact that Harriet was a lot more fleshed out than in some other versions yes. and all of the scenes she had where she was um, with her schoolmates and like watching them all walk around in those little red capes, mm-hmm. which reminded me of Demelza. Um, <laughs> I was struck by like how two dimensional Harriet often is in adaptations, and seeing mm-hmm. like she felt like a real person, and I really liked like oh when she kisses Mr. Martin at the end and the music swelling, oh. so romantic. <laughs> Oh, it was so sweet. And like her reaching out and touching his cheek and kind of being shocked at herself for for doing that. And it's just, oh, God, I love this movie so much. (laughs) I was a swoony, swoony mess. Swoony mess. Um, And I have to agree with you about uh, some of the... the, um, the B characters uh, in this one that, you know, could have had a little bit more. But you know, I, I would say that they focused attention on the right people at the right time, you know, in it, you know, at the right place in the movie. Um, and that the choices that they, you know, obviously had to make um, were ones that uh, were good choices, but there still could have been um, a little more um, 
fluffing up of of some of the the beef. Give me more Jane Fairfax. She is flawless. Um, yes. Well, and the thing is, is that you know, like Jane Fairfax is, you know, she's really not one of the B characters. You know, she is, you know, one of the the principal catalysts in so much of what happens in this um, in this book in this adaptation that you know her character you know really needs to be you know more than just uh, uh, I hate the word tool but more of a more of a um, antagonist she's not really an antagonist see i've had this um, description of jane as sort of in a typical jane austen novel jane fairfax would be mm-hmm. the heroine she is the poor uh the poor yes. girl with the secret engagement that wins the hand of some rich douchebag that, mm-hmm. that comes and saves her from a life of becoming a governess <laughs> and Emma would be the antagonist but it's sort of switched mm-hmm. and Emma mm-hmm. is sort of made the focal point instead which I thought was like perspective mm-hmm. somebody has actually mm-hmm. written a novel from Jane's perspective that I will order online because I would read that shit um <laughs> Anyhow, um, I would say ten out of ten uh, for this one. You know, if you're if you all are looking for something to watch during um, the 2020 <laughs> festival of fun that we have been having um, here on planet Earth, um, then I would seriously recommend shelling out the cash. To watch this one and make yourself some popcorn. <laughs> For some chocolate in. Make yourself some popcorn. Yeah, make yourself some popcorn. You know, dim the lights. Be prepared you know. for buttocks. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, they can. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, we've gone over 30 minutes. We have to stop now. <laughs> that is all from us in this <laughs> week's podcast. We're talking mini-sodes, people, so... <laughs> this, is, this is just another person's regular-sized podcast. Um, we will be back <laughs> next week with another mini-episode. If you have any suggestions about what we should be binging next, then please get in contact. Message us on our blog, email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com, or find us on our social medias at poldarkfancast. But do remember... Oh my God, do not pick something that is five series long because we do not have the time. Yes, please. <laughs> no. Keep it to... No, we, we, we work for a living, people. Films <laughs> or miniseries. Them, them's the rules. Uh, yeah. uh, as ever, please yeah. do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay at home. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. You're on the couch, blowing up my phone You don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone It don't take but two, to have a little soiree If you're in the mood, 
sit tight right where you are, babe Cause I'll be at your door in ten minutes Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time I'm gonna bring the good time home to you We'll have a Be a homebody. We're gonna have a house party. 